This is The Think Tank with Dr. Michael Neal, talking about the major political, economic, and social issues of the week. The Think Tank, KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. All right, we're going to have some fun this week. Uh, This is our annual uh, and much look forward to 2020 political awards show. Our guests are political operatives Rick DeGraw and Chuck Laughlin, along with NPR Steve Goldstein. I'm not an operative. He's an operative on uh, KJ. See, <laughs> so. Steve, that gets you fired. Probably like <laughs> the word I hear you, this whole show is a blatant ripoff of my favorite uh, Horizon show. I think you've been thrown off of because every year I look at when they look back on the predictions <laughs> and you win, and I think you embarrass the other guests. Well, let's just uh, give a little bit of a clue, Mike. One of the other panelists and I tied this year, just so you know. Did you? Yeah. Well, uh, you, so you held back a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. The Hank Aaron of predictions. Okay. Well, let's crank it up. We're ready. We're going to start with Arizona, our, our favorite awards of the year. Okay, Steve, you can start it off. Top story of the year. Well, Mike, I hope this isn't uh, underwhelming to begin with, but I, I don't see how it can be anything except the Maricopa County so-called audit. Do we call it an audit here? Do we call it a so-called audit? I think that's just uh, to get Arizona in the headlines the way it did, that's where we have to start. We haven't been on the national news so much since Ev Meekum. <laughs> Rick? I, I think it's the lack of trust in our democracy. Mm-hmm. It's frightening. I think it's the top story, and it is, continues to this day. Well, maybe they're both right because the fraud, the fraud, it and uh, lack of trust sort of go hand in hand. So it's, yeah, I got it's one I big got, wrap it around. Yeah, one it's big all game. wrapped up in the same candy bar. Okay, we'll go in reverse order, Chuck. Who's the person of the year in Arizona? Well, I think it's the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. They stood out. They stood up. They defended the integrity of the election in Maricopa County. They've been proven right. And you know, the definition of uh, leadership is always doing something that costs yourself something, and uh, that certainly has cost them. So, yeah. I think that's uh, Chuck is absolutely correct. But I have to add, I think Kirsten Cinema is Person of the Year. I mean, clearly, she was national news. She was local news virtually every single day. Whether you agree with her or not and what she's doing, uh, that's who my, that's my vote. Mike, Steve? I put cinema on my list that I wrote down. And I think if we think about the way Time used to do or still does their person of the year, man of the year, it's not always the person that did the good things. It's the person that had the biggest impact. So, I mean, I think I agree with both Chuck and Rick, but I would go with uh, cinema by, by hair. I would add in, in my choice – narrowly over the Board of Supervisors would be Steve Richer, uh, the county... Uh, um, Great guy. Yeah. B- because he's out there alone, <laughs> and the supervisors acted collectively, and it's a lot more dangerous to do something all by yourself. Yeah, and he was brand new. He was he was brand he, new elected. Absolutely. He was a baby thrown into the deep it, end it of was the pool. Amazing Not only watch. that, but he had an opportunity. He could have dissed his predecessor oh, yeah. and blamed all kinds, because he didn't have any fingerprints on no. anything. Stand up he guy. would have been in the claim... He did it because it was right, and he—I mean—it was personally. If I read his report that he wrote, and where he really got uh, offended clearly was in the clown show of talking about the people who actually did this fraud. It uh, that they were inept, and that I think just offended him as a carefully yep. uh, as a careful. Well, Mike, if I could jump in for one second, yeah. that's why another person they were talking about having a negative impact was Doug Logan, was someone I would throw in as well. Someone 
kind of the man of the year in a sense that he kind of screwed a lot of things up. Yeah, and well, people we, may, we may have a category coming up on that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck, biggest victory, person or thing? Um, I'd say thing. Um, I'd say the budget last year, uh, biggest victory, little known, is that there was a billion dollars put towards the state pension fund system, uh, reducing debt. So all state debt was eliminated from the budget. Um, we paid a billion dollars down on the public safety personnel retirement system, saving the state $250 million a year, and putting the PSPRS system, uh, which is a big obligation in the state, on an even footing for the for years and years in the past. I completely agree. Exactly what I would have said. Hmm. So I don't agree with the operatives on everything, because that's what I have <laughs> on my list, too. I'm going to throw in a weird one that came out really more at the end of the year, Mike, and that's Talanya Adams. And the impact that she's having, <laughs> winning those lawsuits, winning the money, and then impacting, really throwing chaos into the Democratic field. Yeah, and 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 uh, Katie Hobbs' fortunes as well, which I'm mm-hmm. sure we will, I'm sure we will uh, get into. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll start with you, Steve. Go back in reverse for biggest loser of the year. I've got two. I've got one Democrat, one Republican. I've got Katie Hobbs as a mm-hmm. Democrat who looked like she was riding high, but again to to tie the Tony Adams thing there as well. Mm-hmm. Republican side, I'm going to go a little bit with Karen Fan. Uh, because coming into the audit, the fraud audit, um, really respected as a as a conservative from uh, her territory, Senate president, and now people are kind of looking at her going, eh, what's wrong with you? Well, you think she just got got sucked into this. It, 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 my sense was this thing ended up being a much bigger deal than she expected. Well, she I didn't know, expect but, it to I think, but Chuck, but Chuck could probably answer this even better than, than Rick and I, maybe. But it's just she got sucked in, but why did she get sucked in? I mean, she should have been in a position where maybe she could have – if we're going to give that much power to the Senate president, maybe she should know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I, I would say Katie Hobbs and women's rights in general uh, as a thing. I think women's rights are now up in the air on all kinds of things, uh, and that's not going away. All right. Biggest loser uh, of the year. I got I got to go with the very kind Mr. Ken Bennett, who stepped into the role of his oh. spokesperson <laughs> for cyber ninjas and got bloodied and beaten and discarded even by anybody. And they, yeah, yeah. Even the cyber ninjas threw him out onto the street at the end of the right, day. Right. So, I mean, I, I can't imagine a bigger loser than Ken Bennett in this whole thing, otherwise known as our former secretary of state, left office in pretty good shape. And now just was discarded to the gutter by everybody. I can't help but think at at some various points during the year, Katie Hobbs was both the biggest winner and then subsequently the biggest loser. That this whole election thing put her in the national spotlight in a very favorable way, I think, made her odds on favorite for governor. And then this lawsuit probably destroys any chance that she yeah, I think we're going to still wait on that. Well, we got, we got, we got a year to go yeah, on that. Yeah. If, if you look at Ken Bennett, he's in the same boat, I think, as uh, uh, Senate president because I think they got sucked into it because it was something that was – big and would be would be presented to the public and they'd they'd have this big lead role and it wound up screwing them both okay uh last one for this uh, segment chuck we'll go to you what's the biggest thing that did not happen fraud fraud <laughs> <laughs> it did not happen everybody said it was gonna happen the cyber ninjas had a trail on it it was smoking it was a smoking gun and turned out to not even be a squirt gun it was like terrible and and their numbers even kind of came out yeah, slightly they convicted more. themselves. Yeah, that it came out more favorable fraud. to Biden, though I yeah. still believe that. I mean, it's the machine riot. counts are more accurate than human count. Human beings, when you count millions of things, human beings make a few mistakes. Machines, 
really don't. Yep. I hate doing this, but I have to agree with Chuck. <laughs> it's a really challenge for Rick, too. Believe me. <laughs> Goes against every instinct. It but does. Sometimes it's just too good. Right. Steve? Mike, just so it's not three in a row. Okay. I mean, that's obviously Chuck's answer and the way he said it was perfect. I'm going to throw out something a little bit. Arizona not getting a 10th congressional seat. We all thought that was going to happen. That's, didn't a, happen. that's a really good call. Yeah. Everybody thought that was a lock. And it, it, I think it was a lock until they started. I mean, the messing with the census did have an effect. The, the undercount was predictable, and it was not random, and it was going to be heavily in Hispanic and poorer areas. And uh, we have some of those. And uh, it pushed us from an inevitable seat to just below the threshold of getting a seat. Uh, the, un- the law of unintended consequences, because I don't think the intent was to take a, ste- state, uh, a seat that probably would have been a Republican seat away. So we'll be back. We're going to talk about underreported story, luckiest person, biggest scam, and a few other things when we return in just a moment in the think tank. The Think Tank, KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We're back with Chuck Coughlin, Rick DeGraw, and uh, Steve Goldstein. We're discussing the Arizona 2021 Political Awards Show. Most underreported story, Chuck. I think the hollowing out of the Republican Party, the Turning Point USA, Arizona grassroots firm, Charlie Kirk, uh, has successfully uh, absorbed the entire Arizona Republican Party. They're recruiting precinct committeemen. It, it's no longer your father's Buick. It, it has no resemblance to what the uh, Republican Party is anymore. So where's your father's Buick going to yeah. go? It, That's the it, que- yeah. Isn't that the ultimate question? It, it became unaffiliated. Yeah. It's an unaffiliated Buick now, but uh, they're doing a hell of a job recruiting uh, Trump, it's an arm. I mean, the party here has become an arm of Trump USA. And I remember we had this discussion right after uh, Trump got elected in 2016, and there were there were multiple options of what could happen. This was one of them, but it was one of the more discounted options. Yeah, that that he'd take over the party and everything. Nobody expected that. Rick, most underreported story. I think the most underreported story was the amazing response of science. Uh, to COVID, mm-hmm. the the fact that the the they were able to get a a vaccine that quickly, the fact that the the federal government was able to distribute the vaccines as quickly as it did, and yes, there were a lot of idiots who did not want to get the vaccine, but the fact that they responded that quickly wasn't reported. It was all yeah. problems and none of and, the problems. And I think the thing about it that really wasn't reported was the fact that science didn't have to start from scratch. Right. That we had been supporting basic science for many, many years, and they were they were not starting at the goal line. They were starting at the 50-yard line because of all the basic science that was already in place. I think that's, to me, I would, I would add in, I think that's the underreported part of it. There was a rush to get out a vaccine, but they didn't start from zero. Steve? Mike, mine isn't that sexy, but it comes down to, for me, when we think about the healthcare industry is such a huge economic component in Arizona. How much of a real healthcare worker shortage we have? Mm-hmm. It's been reported a little bit, but not that much. And we've mm-hmm. seen it really the spotlight out because of COVID. Yeah, and 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 started out short, but burned out nurses. Yeah. Uh, we had a show on with four of them. I don't know how many are still in nursing. Okay. You know, and and we're, we've got a bubble again uh, with the with the uh, emergency rooms and the and the ICU. So. Yeah. Uh, luckiest person in Arizona. Okay, I'm going to go with Senator Mark Kelly. 
because he <laughs> has gotten basically no attention of any kind, still raising tons of money. Senator Sinema gets all the attention. He's the one having to actually win the seat again. I'm going to say Senator Kelly. Yeah, she, because she's taking all the heat. Uh-huh, exactly, yeah. and all the oxygen. Uh, I think that the fact that Mark was able to do the work that he did uh, get things done and not make the headlines was a great surprise, uh, and he was very lucky. He's he's been lucky that he has uh, no real opposition right now that is solid. One person. Mm-hmm. It's a whole bunch of people trying to attack him from a whole bunch of ways. Mm-hmm. Chuck, it's a thing. It's a or entity. It's the Arizona sports franchises who cashed out on Indian gaming. Oh, and, um, and, 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 and that's and, also underreported. I, I mean, it's also <laughs> underreported, but they made hundreds of millions of dollars every year uh, at a, uh, with a license given to them by the state uh, to do online gaming and just completely hit the lottery. I mean, un- if you're lucky, it's it's triple sevens all the way around. And well, was it all luck? Or I, I think you suggested check the campaign contributions on some of ah, those You know, franchises. it's good to have friends in high places. You know, it's good to have friends and powerful friends in high places. <laughs> all right. And, and I think it'll be very interesting to see where the governor goes uh, to work. Which one of these uh, sports groups or gambling groups he goes to work for after I'll bet you they'll office. be big donors to whatever he's contributing yes, they will. To. <laughs> yeah. 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 Biggest scam, Chuck? I'm going back to the Indian Gaming Compact because <laughs> uh, the state completely got hosed on the deal uh, and w- was done in the dark of night uh, without any real input from anybody. And Was the, not discussed uh, at all. No, it was, it was slammed through the legislature because uh, the Native American tribe said you couldn't even look at the compacts without signing a waiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you wouldn't discuss it. And uh, they passed it, and it's a giant cash-out for all of them and for the f- sports franchises, but the people of Arizona got hosed. I think the biggest scam is the Trump media network. Uh, the fact that he's raised close to $2 billion on something that doesn't exist probably won't really exist, and it'll go into somebody's pocket somewhere along the line. Somebody's going to make some money on that. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, well, that's how seemed to be the common thread of all of his uh, continued involvement. Whether he's going to run or not, he's sure as heck going to make some money out of this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of making money off a of scam, I'm going to go back to what Chuck said about the so called audit. I mean, this is you know, yeah. people raising money like crazy off of this, whether it's cyber ninjas. That to me still remains the biggest cloud over the state. That's the biggest scam. Okay. Steve. Biggest surprise of the year. Okay, I'm going to go fun with sports on this one, Mike. And I'm going to say the Suns going from not making the playoffs for 10 years to making the finals in a weird COVID year where they didn't even have fan support. I'm going to say that. All right. It's a good one. I like that. And I think you have to throw the Cardinals in on this as well. Uh, The fact that you have two major sports teams in a major city that are doing as well as they are after having relatively bad years uh, in the past few years – and the fans are going absolutely nuts. I'm, hear, I'm hearing a lot of grumbling undercurrent about the Cardinals faltering, though. Well, after the last you know, is that the organization Doug Ducey is going to go work for? Is that <laughs> could be. Could they be. could work for him. Could be. Uh, you know, this go, I, there's a couple. One, I'd go back to Steve's earlier answer, the CD, the, the extra congressional district. I, I was legitimately uh, surprised that we shocked that we didn't get another congressional district. 
But I'm going to go right up the mainstream here and say how quickly Carrie Lake rose to the top of the charts, mm, man. Yeah. It was just, you know, I, I talked to people and they're like, well, she can't win. And I'm like, oh, no, she could win. And, you know, how quickly that happened. I mean, it was like she was off the air and then within two weeks – the aforementioned Turning Point organization turned her into a, you know, it grabbed her and put her on stage with Trump downtown at their rally, standing oh, just a complete darling. And now she's doing, maybe we'll get to this a little later, some pretty spectacular tweets that uh, feed that very narrative. And so I, just, I was, I think the state, I think those of us in the business were chuckling at it, but how quickly she meteoric rise to the top. She could have been a, a candidate for luckiest person of the year, I think, as well, because I, I think these events sort of – I mean, Mike, I, that's fake news. Yeah. She makes her own luck. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of the fact that she just happened to be at a Trump rally, and there just happened to be just an audible reaction that Donald Trump visibly took notice of. Well, that was Turning Point, yeah. though. That was yeah. all choreographed yeah. by Turning Point. Well, that was job, their deal. Good job right. choreographing, because yeah. you saw Donald Trump did it and take back. Oh, you're really, that, right? oh, look at you. And you said, know. you know. You got a lot going on here. But yeah. the, the amazing thing is, I've been listening to her specifically for this show, and her answers are all 30 to 60 seconds. Doesn't matter how complicated the issue is, nothing uh, uh, very Trump can't be yeah, solved so in People in the newsroom have said to the other people in this race are trying to be Trump. She is Trump. Yeah. Okay, tweets. You got one, Chuck. Well, I'd go with the, I, I would go with the Carrie Lake outrage machine and her taking a baseball bat to televisions and fake news. It, it was just unbelievably produced and marketed. 20 seconds. The late, great uh, Grant Woods, his fight with uh, Ken Kendrick. That was so much fun solid. that, that oh, led yeah. to him getting fired by his law firm. Yeah, yeah quite, quite a sorry event. Anyway... Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll be back. We'll be discussing our national words in the Think Tank. The Think Tank, KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. We're back with the second half of the Think Tank 2021 Political Awards Show. And uh, our guests are uh, Chuck Coughlin and uh, Rick DeGrasse, Steve Goldstein. I'm going to go first to you, Steve. The big question, biggest story. Now, our focus is national, not Arizona. Second half of the show. What's your what's your candidate? To me, it has to be the continuing pandemic, Mike, and how that illustrated the, the growing divide. Rick used the term, I think, idiot. Uh, before of people who I, I wouldn't go that far. Of course, I'm a journalist. But, right. you know, <laughs> as far as people not getting vaccinated or, in fact, in some cases, still not believing this thing will do much, even mm. after former President Trump, after getting COVID, got vaccinated himself. To me, it's just why the pandemic has become, I mean, it has been, but is entirely political. He has finessed that, though. He got vaccinated, but there's no pictures of it. Right. You know? And Joe Biden went out very publicly, rolled up his sleeves and got vaccinated. Well, the, the big he got out of the hospital in a couple of weeks. He had the best treatment in the world. Right. I mean, and so it downplayed the severity of it because it was a big problem. Yeah. They got him into Walter Reed, the best medical care in the world, and had him back up on his feet and, in a week. And everybody and, goes, well, it's not and such they a big evidently deal. had him when he went back. He was really shaped. But they had him juiced up just good long oh, yeah. enough to prop him up yeah. and, and, and got and, some steroids in there. He's yeah, ready to go yeah. into the and, you know, put me in, coach. Probably camera shut off, walk back, and collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> but, Rick, story of the year. I think the story of the year, quite honestly, is that there is a big winner in national politics right now, and that's American workers. The infrastructure mm -hmm. bill, salary increases, job openings, choice of jobs, 
resurgence of unions. This is something that's really underreported and and happening across the nation. Uh, I think it's a big deal. I think it's going to change how employers hire, how people work, and what they can do. Yeah, you you see that uh, employees are certainly in the driver's seat in a way that they haven't been for long time. Long, long time. I'd, I'd yep. have to stretch my memory to to see. Chuck, um, it's sort of a twofold. It's it's uh, it's the Democrats sabotaging themselves, <laughs> and then counterfold that with Cinema's bill the infrastructure bill, which she did get through. There's sort of a mixed story there because there's one path where the Democrats could have easily succeeded and created a massive victory to Rick's point and create good news across the board. But then they sabotage themselves by being typically negative about everything and calling, you know, oh, this isn't enough. This isn't enough. And so the, the, they could have, the you're saying they could have declared victory. more. Oh, my God. They could have walked off Many the field times. flags flying high and yep. said, Joe Biden's the best president ever, mm-hmm. even after he screwed up Afghanistan, the exit. And they would have had a great story going into this cycle. But they sabotage themselves by 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 making Manchin and Cinema the enemy. Instead of celebrating that success, I, and that was an incredible I think they, faux pas. They blew the messaging on Afghanistan as well. Oh yeah, there yes. was a there was a few really hairy days, but at what time in world history has a losing arm, army been yeah. able to extricate themselves like that? Yeah. They got one hundred and thirty thousand people out. Nobody's ever. Right. I mean, last time was Dunkirk. I yeah. think that it, anybody pulled that one off. It was four or five days of terrible headlines and, and bad visuals, and it was it was and it was it was on camera. Yeah. And so. There's 25 people left in Afghanistan who are stuck there because they were staying there for some reason, and 130,000 got out. Probably getting paid by yeah. the CIA to yeah. stay there. Yeah. Right. That's exactly right. That's right. right. Okay, surprise of the year, Chuck. Uh, biggest surprise of the year is how giant cinema and mansion are as the as the pivotal story in mm-hmm. politics right now. And and how the a one body one vote legislature as we have down in our body down mm-hmm. here is just so incredibly interesting to watch how that it it there's vilification in the no, news stories right now but it's actually fascinating to figure out how you can make policy work and how Cinema and Mansion are using that to their advantage and she certainly fig- for as a newbie certainly figured that out real quick oh yeah <laughs> well and I've also never seen a Democrat political figure on a statewide ballot that has higher approval ratings amongst the opposing party than her own party. Aren't those That'll numbers, have to be, isn't, that, isn't this the McCain numbers in reverse? Uh, no, McCain never had numbers like this amongst Democrats. Uh-huh. He was he was roundly hated by them, too, uh, until he passed away. But uh, <laughs> I've never seen a, 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 de- a Democratic or Republican figure with higher numbers amongst the but opposing party. I'll bet you those Republicans are not going to vote for her. Eh, it depends on the choice. Yeah. It depends on the choice. And, and, you know, if it's a crazy Republican, we'll, or, you know, mm-hmm. we'll see. It'll be fascinating. Maybe she's, she'll be a Republican. I don't know. Yeah, could be. You know? Could be. The, one, th- one thing I think is for sure after the next know. election— you know, it's Maybe extremely be unlikely to be a 50-50 Senate. Yeah. No, one way or the other. That's no. just that, a very you're, odd number. You're blowing and, predictions here, Mike. That, you're blowing but, yeah. predictions. But, Rick, I, surprise of the year. I truly believe that stupidity can't be dealt with. But I was surprised at the stupidity of the anti-vaxxers, at how they can constantly um, complain about – having to get vaccinated when they've all been vaccinated for many other things and just go on and on and on and allow their family and others and quite a 
quite a few Republicans yeah. die from from uh, uh, COVID right now because they're not vaccinated. So this is shocking to me that Mr. that he's been in politics thirty years and he's saying stupidity is surprising. <laughs> well, Come on, brother! That, no, no. <laughs> Come on! No, it's the stupidity of the anti-vaxxers. I know. I mean, stupidity can go way up. I, know. I couldn't believe they could be that well, stupid. Well, I th- isn't that because. This vaccination got politicized and none of the others did. So it's different. And if you are already, I think one of the scariest things about our society overall is the preponderance of folks who are into some kind of a conspiracy theory. Mm -hmm. And that is tied to, you know, I'm in the polling business and this distrust of pollsters, but Steve's nodding. It's you guys, too. Mm -hmm. Pollsters, journalists, government agent, the government it We're all is, used car it is all of our major institutions. There, it's it's one big thing. We distrust institutions, and if you distrust all of your institutions, what do you have left? You have, I guess, just a life filled with conspiracy. Well, I mean, I work in public broadcasting, of course. As we keep saying, there's an anti-intellectual bent generally because it's you know it's back to the old. It's like Revenge of the Nerds. It's uh, athletes versus the well, eggheads. Everybody can be an expert now. Just read it on the internet. You know, I read it and I know everything I need to know. And my newsfeed is curated, and I've been reinforced in my belief that you know the Earth is flat. I can prove that now. Yeah. Do you, I'm thinking of the. Do you know the 1964 Richard Hofstadter article? No. Basically, on basically the upshot of which is this is not a new thing. Okay. okay. Steve. All right. My surprise is going to be very naive. And it's, it goes back to Afghanistan. It's the not how we got out or not how the administration was criticized or maybe bungled mm-hmm. it for a few days. It's the idea that for so long post-World War II, yes, there have been divides. But Republicans and Democrats in, the, in Congress and the Senate have kind of been pretty close to each other on foreign policy. Yeah. And this was mm-hmm. one like, well, wait a second. We had... Republicans and Democrats in the White House who people could say screwed up Afghanistan. But now all of a sudden it all fell on Biden as opposed yeah. to – and I think yeah. there would have been maybe a more neutral reaction in the past. Oh, yeah. The guy that actually got us out who yeah. had – I mean Trump should have gotten us out, right? Well, I Trump mean, set an er, he, even right. earlier deadline well, than Biden did. He set up the, he set up the <laughs> narrative that Trump yeah. – that Biden yeah. fell into. Right. But didn't have the leadership or the guts to pull us out because he knew it was going to be bad news. But again, as, as uh, he said earlier – the Democrats have blown the message. They have not been able to control the message. Trump has been able to control the message. At least with the people who listen to him, right? Yeah. Okay, Steve, most underreported story. I'm actually going to say, Mike, it came out of the pandemic as well, and that is the illustration of just how much income inequality there is, which is now being reported. But it took a while to get mm-hmm. reported the fact that we are seeing a lot of people who are benefiting greatly from the stock market who are mm-hmm. who are doing really well in this country. And I mm-hmm. don't begrudge them in any way. And but people, people who were well off who ended up at the end of the pandemic massively better off. Right. So I, so I think that we're, we're – and that's something we're finally seeing more of, mm-hmm. actually seeing that difference. And when you guys talk about the fact that employees and workers are more powerful than they've been, interesting to see if that kind of levels off yeah. a little bit as we go. And, mm-hmm. and in the, in the uh, stimulus package – uh, there was some real change, particularly in the child tax credit, cutting childhood poverty in half. That is FDR level stuff. Rick, most underreported story. I think, I think it's a missed opportunity that's underreported, and that was the ability of the United States to finally overhaul our social support network and all of the stuff that helps families, and the fact that. 
we can't accept families as part of the infrastructure of the United States. I mean, roads, they're part of the infrastructure. Bridges are. But families, we, we, we don't want to support families. We don't want to spend any money on kids and families and health care and stuff like that. And and it, it just amazes me that that um, that did not get reported as something that would have a major positive benefit on our world. Uh, is that still that we've had this thing, you know, in, in this country where you know, this big, ugly word socialism, mm-hmm. anything for fam- that's socialism, ignoring the stuff that we now have in our pocket, like Social Security, which even has it in in the word origin and Medicare. Those are taken for granted. But for some reason, well, people say, well, but I paid for that. Right. And, and socialism is stuff that goes to other folks. But and it's free. Things right? like SSI, disability mm-hmm. insurance, all of those things nobody's paid into, and they've been in the system and supported uh, millions of people over the years, and we just can't accept that we have anything to do with socialism. Okay. Biggest mu- missed, That's a horrible word. missed opportunity. <laughs> Chuck. Uh Biggest uh, missed? Uh, did I get? I don't think I got an unreported story. I don't think I. Got oh, I'm that. sorry. Go for I, it. I got to go. I got because I got a global one. I have a global one. Overall, the collapse of democratic governments worldwide, mm-hmm. the failure, the overtaking of Hong Kong, the overtaking of Belarus, the future overtaking of the Ukraine, and the collapse of American democracy And, and a democracy in Turkey? Yeah. Well, that's By done. A, a very yeah. Trump-style character? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're, uh, American-style government is on the retreat because we can't do it anymore. I mean, we, we're at least in a position now where that's not happening. And the world is going to be a, a radically changed place. This, I mean, I think. I mean, I I really do think the Ukraine's going to get invaded here in the next year. Yep. And Taiwan's on the on the list. It's it's short lived. That's scary. And both of yeah. those seemed unlikely. In that, for the Russians in Ukraine, the constraint is: Do they really want to be in a country? Now, the, the eastern part maybe they could take. There's Russian speaking, Russian yeah. sentiment. If they took that. They'd be okay. Yeah. If they go into the other part, it's very it's Western oriented. Yeah. They're in a hostile uh, country yeah. that doesn't want them there. They'd probably have uh, terrorism indefinitely. Ukraine, Latvia, yeah. Lithuania. Oh. They're all gone. I, I mean, yeah. it, they're going to take those over. It's well. going to move. The Iron Curtain is back. And yeah, well, some, it, I, it's moving west. Yeah, some of those are NATO countries. I'd be well, some scared. of them are, but are they going to be? Yeah. Are we going to defend it? Because I don't think the Pentagon's in a position to defend it. Yeah, that's. Uh, and I have to follow up on that. I had as my biggest fear that the right wing, racist, anti immigrant movement worldwide is gaining ground, and it's gaining ground quickly. Uh, every country, France, Germany, England, uh, they're all, they all have this far right-wing mentality that is growing stronger in the countries. We'll be back. And a final a set of uh, uh, awards for 2020 at the national level when we return in just a moment in the Think Tank. The Think Tank. KTAR News on 92.3 FM and KTAR.com. Final segment here with Chuck Coughlin, Rick DeGraw, and Steve Goldstein, National 2021 Awards. And Chuck has a tweet of the year. Oh, you got to go with Kirsten Sinema's uh, ring and her provocation of progressive Democrats. She's completely used the Twitter platform to provoke 
the progressives out of their minds, and which results in a bathroom incident, which also accrues a benefit to her. Um, which is just a riot. I mean, the ring, the curtsy, the the ring, the ring is not uh, 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 presentable on yeah, radio. No, you're gonna no, have to look. If you that all want to look it up. It's uh, <laughs> it's R-rated, but you know the kind of stuff that you're doing is it's it it is designed to provoke, and it is doing a hell of a good job. And she it. has provoked. She has provoked in particular a lot on the Democratic left. Uh huh. Is furor. She's calling. She's her. calling their hypocrisy out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Biggest missed opportunity. Start with you, Chuck. Oh, I think it's along the same lines. It's Biden's failure to follow her lead and get a successful legislative agenda through Congress, following her and Manchin's lead and running as the president that he ran at. Well, as, is it, is it being, failing to do it or failing to take what he have and make it into a victory? Well, I think what you've he, been he promised he'd run on it. He mm-hmm. said he was going to be a centrist Democrat. He's not. He's run as a complete progressive that's been held hostage by the progressive wing of the party and whatever staff he's got in the White House, and it's been a complete and utter failure. Sadly enough, I agree again, and, and, <laughs> but in a little bit of a different sense. The Democratic Party nationally and in Arizona have failed to form a message that coherently – explains to people what good things have been happening, yeah. how things have actually gotten through, things have passed, how they're, they're, they are working together on a variety of things. I mean, they, they just got rid of the filibuster, so they didn't go in um, into the debt ceiling issue. The fact of the matter is— Which is unfortunately something most people don't understand, so you don't get much credit. And it's something that happens all the time. They did something that Congress always does. In a couple of instances, they were too late catastrophically. And frankly, it's something we shouldn't even have to do anyway. But they need to have a coherent message. And right now, Biden does not have a coherent message on his presidency, Democratic leadership, or the, the progress they've made. And they could have one. The economy is doing well. Unemployment right. is at early. low. Yeah. People, people, particularly at I mean, the lower end, are getting raises. They're the obviating these minimum wage laws because they're blowing right. that up. I right. mean, I saw a sign in in Phoenix the other day: uh, McDonald's, fourteen bucks an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and the debt, the debt has actually been started to be uh, get lower, uh, which hasn't happened for quite a while. But none of that winds up getting through. And the narrative is: look at them in Congress; they can't agree on anything. Right. Well, okay. Joe Biden has the message, but he is – I think if people were to say in an unbiased way who's a nicer person, Donald Trump or Joe Biden, but Joe Biden's a terrible messenger. He's just – he can't speak at all. Right. And now people are saying it's because he's old. I think he just never, doesn't have – he doesn't speak well. He's not well, an I, I just – I think it's a failure of the people around him. I, you but, know. but he also needs to drive it. And when you watch him speak – he does. He does. Uh, and he's got a problem there. But, uh, you know, if you can staff things like that, you, you can you can make, you know, you can make. I, I forgot you're an operative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to do employment. Clearly, clearly. I, I had a governor with 26 felony counts against him. We, <laughs> we, we, we managed. But clearly, <laughs> uh, Biden's press secretary is able to handle that. If you, her, She messages better than the Democratic Party. She's very good. Uh, she's excellent. And, and it doesn't matter. 
matter if they're attacking her right at that well, moment. Uh, she she can turn the message around back on them. It makes sense. People understand it. It, it gets back to that age-old Kennedy quote about the Democratic Party. You know, we want to be a minority party. We have to be a party citizen. We can't just be a part, party of minorities. We have to be the women's party. We can't just be a party of the women. You know, we ha- you know the whole litany of, of labor, and we can't just be the labor party. He goes, we have to be citizens first. Democrats have forgotten how to do well, that and uh, forgotten Mo, how to tell that tale. Mo Udall described the right. Democratic Party as a firing squad formed in a circle. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's exactly what it is. The Republicans are pretty doing a pretty good job of imitating oh, that, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but they've remained on top. Right. Well, their messaging is much more disciplined. Uh-huh. Well, there's disasters on both sides. I mean, Republican parties yes. being taken over by the crazies, and the Democrats can't seem to get it together and, and make that well, the issue that it should be. Yeah, now, Mike, we're, yeah. we've been taken over by populists, uh-huh. uh, and the progressives have taken over the Democratic Party. It's yeah. no longer liberal and conservative. It's populist versus uh, well, progressives. Well, the Republicans are, I mean, they're both different elements of populism, I think. Well, but they I mean, Trump was a narrative. populist. Yeah, that's, it's know, not conservative. I mean, yeah, I laugh well, about right. these conservative gatherings. It's anymore. not conservative you at know, all. David Brooks has written yeah. stuff about that. Art Brooks has written stuff about that. It's a clown car show of conservatism. They don't even know what it means anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it's not a conservative ethos They think that anything Burke. that is in their gut is in the Constitution. Back to the party and, and being we, hijacked. Yeah, it's it's yeah, gone. It's yeah. not your dad's Buick anymore. Yeah. Okay, we are going to move to the two final and big question. The first of them is the biggest a loser. I'm a loser. biggest loser of the year, Steve. I'm going to do an offshoot of what Rick said earlier, and that is science because and scientists. Wow, yeah, hard to, hard to quarrel yeah. with that. Uh, they've certainly delivered, but uh, yeah, the. Uh, the credit isn't there. The skepticism. That's it. Uh, and what it, Chuck said about everyone like thinking they're an expert, too. All the, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the this sort of Dunning-Kruger thing that I can I can spend five minutes on the Internet and, you know, the hell with your 25 years of right. education and, and research and everything else. I I saw this on the – and it, it's as bad as – I mean, way back in the early days, you may remember Pierre Salinger. Quoted something. Kennedy's press secretary read it on the he reported it as fact, and it was he found it on the internet before somebody had to explain to him that the internet wasn't audited. It was just it's the the internet is the bathroom wall, you know. Sometimes <laughs> there's brilliance there, but usually not. It hasn't been it hasn't been vetted. All right, uh, the, Rick? I'm going to go with the local person, and I think the biggest loser is Mark Burnovich. Um, he was assumed to be the Republican uh, follow-up for the governor's office um, and for anything he wanted to do, for a, a U.S. Senate seat, for a governor's office, for anything. He's blown it all. And sadly enough, I think he blew it all because he tried to be intelligent once or twice, which didn't and fit he's, in And he's trying, to, he's trying to finesse which side is he I, I on. I think we're going to revisit that topic okay. in the next segment. Yeah, we will. Chuck. But biggest loser, I, I, you know, I've already beaten the hell out of the Biden and Democratic agenda, mm-hmm. so I'll leave that off, but I'll say the pro-choice movement in the oh, country. Yeah. Whoa. It's, it's yeah. in... Serious jeopardy. Oh, you know, it's As done. I said no, earlier on, that's, on the, that's the yeah. writing on the wall. It's done. Yeah. And okay. So you're going to move Cut move this off. The biggest question, the biggest winner of the year. Okay, we'll start with you, Chuck. I've already said it. I think it's Kirsten Cinema. 
It's dominated the discussion, dominated. You know, she's this enigma that Washington doesn't really understand. I've gotten so many calls. What is this? Well, she is what she is, and she's doing it. So just watch. And doing it in your face. In your face, yeah. I have to agree with Chuck, but I have to throw in a second runner-up, and that's Trump. Um, Trump is doing nothing, really doing nothing, and yet he's getting billions of dollars donated to him to support him. I'm going to step out of Arizona and go with Glenn Youngkin uh, in oh, Virginia yeah. because he's apparently going to affect what Republicans try to do across the country. Mm. We'll be back after the holiday breaks with this same crew, and we will talk about predictions for 2022 with this same crew in the think tank. And if you uh, want to reach me, the uh, mechanism is mikeoneal.org where you'll find links to emails and social media. See you after the holidays.